Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, girl. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? Girl, I almost was not about to make it over here today. Why? <laughs> because let me tell you how the devil tried me. How did he try you? So everybody knows that I got a new wig, right? I don't think everybody knows. But well, now you do. I got a new wig and it's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. But so I bought it from this new company. They gave me a wig kit along with it. So it came with a new curling iron, right? Right. Put my new wig on this morning. Plugged up that curling iron. It caught fire and smoked. What? Yes. Oh, my God. As I plugged it in. Like, your girl could have got electrocuted. First of all, what kind of flat iron was this? I'm concerned. It was one of those, like, big barrel curling irons. So I was going to do me some waves and stuff. As soon as I plugged it in, it and then it just popped. And then went into flame and went into smoke. So what happened? Did Girl, I screamed. I screamed. I was running in place. Like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And like, y'all, I live by myself. So who am I supposed to help? go to for I help? it was just you and Jesus. Man, it scared me so bad. Because like in those situations, you're like, you know what you're going to do? You're going to stop, drop, and roll. I didn't do nothing. I ran in place. I was scared. I threw the thing, the the curling iron down on, the, yeah. on my towel that was on the floor. And then I was like, I don't want the smoke detector to like immediately just go off. So I, the only thing I could think of at the time was to turn my shower on and all the steam like just got all the smoke out. Because I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, Erica, you could have got literally electrocuted this morning. Yeah, you could have. Girl, this all happened at like 6.30 a.m. I was like, you know what, Jesus, this is not how I was wanting to go out. So um, can we <laughs> can we not do this? So when all of it like, I guess, cooled off, I saw that there was two like holes in the wire so it's like the there was like a shortage or something and the wires popped out of it girl so i was like let me look up this company and tell them what they almost killed me so um they in china so i don't really know how to contact them um that probably explains all that you need to know (laughs) right there so that was my story of the morning how are you you know (laughs) i've been chilling my hair is braided um, that took a whole, like, 10 to 15 minutes out of my day routine. Girl, I woke up. I was ready, like, 15 minutes before I was had to leave. I said, well, what am I supposed to do? Who are you? I don't know this Anybody person. that knows me knows I'm always late. Um, <laughs> I don't know who if that I woman say, is. <laughs> if I say I'm on the way and you believe me, you childish. <laughs> um, but I'm good. Girl, I'm just chilling. Um... I'm chilling. You chilling? Um, I'm actually, I know it's early, but I've been writing down what I'm getting everybody for Christmas. So You are on it. I'm going to be done by December 1st. And if I ain't got it, y'all ain't getting it. You know what? That's so inspirational. Hey, are we exchanging gifts? I need to know. Well, I'm like a dude. I'll wait till the last second. So what we getting? What you want? <laughs> and like know. December 23rd. What do she you want? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> like, so usually what I do is like I'll set up like, because um, around the holidays, like I'm going to be gone. And so I'll set up, like, lunch or dinner or something with my friends. And I could be like, well, I got to go get your gift. Well, that's real cute for you to tell me that you ain't got my gift and yet. And then I have the nerve to, like, be irritating when there's so many people at the mall. <laughs> like, yeah, it would be 
real that girl. I had to get your gift, but girl, let me tell you, everybody was at the mall. Erica, you should have got it earlier. I know. I'm I'm horrible at that. Yeah, you are. She's such a dude with it. I really am. I need to do better, but you know. But you're not. Okay. Whatever. Speaking of dudes <laughs> that are still lost, oh, <laughs> let's get into our dating and relationship segment. So this time we are talking about. Uh-oh. Can you change a man? Mm. Why do some women, well, I say some women, think that they can change a man? So, for example, when they get with him, like, oh, when he get with me, he'll be a little different. No. What do we think about that? Can you change a man, Shelby? <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> Eric is laughing at me because I'm just looking at her. Um, first of all, I just want to put out there, I am not personally in the business of changing a dude. Either it is or it ain't. Right. I personally think you can be the most beautiful woman on earth, the most yes. intelligent woman on earth. You can put it yes. down. You can throw that thing in a circle. Yes. You can do all kinds bow, of tricks. Bow. Yep. But if that man ain't your man and he ain't ready, he it ain't don't ready. matter. Right. Period. Period. Like I think, I think a lot of times people try to change their man or their woman or try to get them to conform to what they want to be. A because they've seen people do it in movies. Because, you know, like Hollywood and movies and TV shows and different things like this, they sell you a dream. Yeah. B, I think because they've seen somebody personally do it and they feel like it works out for them. But, sister, bro, you don't know what that person is putting up with behind closed doors. So stop it. Yes. And then I would say the last reason is is that they just really genuinely think that if they give them a little bit more love, a little extra twerk, a little extra trick, you know, that they will really, really change. But I'm just saying, you can put it down all you want, but if that man or woman ain't ready and they don't want you, <laughs> they don't want you. I'm here to tell you that don't work. Um, So <laughs> I do think that it's kind of naive to think you can change someone. Yeah. I don't want someone who thinks they can change me. I think I'm a pretty bomb person. Listen, so why would you want to change me? Right. Right. So I wouldn't want to think be with someone that I feel like, I would have to change them. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, I honestly believe that when you get with someone, they bring out a certain side of you or maybe more of this side than the other side of uh -huh. you. But as far as changing, I think that that's dumb and I think that it never works. Now, on the other hand, mm -hmm. being a woman, do, do you ever feel like this with any of your past relationships? Any of them? After you have broken up and you've moved on, it seems like the next person that they get with is the woman that he is treating like you wanted him to treat you this whole time. Have you ever experienced that or have you ever known somebody that has experienced that? Because I have. I have, but I would like to say that man is still trash because they were still in my DMs. So. <laughs> well, that's that on that, ain't it? I'm but just, no, I'm for real, it's, it's like... A lot but of, yeah, I have felt but like some that. women we feel like, okay, we tried so hard in the relationship because we wanted you to treat us this type of way, and then you go over here and you do everything yeah. for the next person. Like I, I'm not training you for this girl. Yeah. Like. But <laughs> if you think about it, you're essentially training the person that you're with, whether you break up or not, for the next person. Yeah, you are because they take certain lessons and different things from you that they take into the next relationship. Because if I'm being honest, anybody that I've ever been romantically with um, they just were not for me. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something, as cliche as it sounds, and I was pissed at the time, like, there's something that I needed to learn from them that made, that, that's kind of like shaped my views and different things like that on relationships um, and different things like that. So I have a question for you. It's kind of a little bit off topic. Oh, Lord. Your questions be so deep, girl. What is um, it? Have you ever, God dang it. Oh, y'all still there? 
Y'all, y'all still there? <laughs> My mic fell. <laughs> I don't know if I can edit that out or not. <laughs> so if y'all hear it clink, I probably didn't edit it out. I forgot my question. I don't know. Um, I was ready too. I pulled up to the table. Okay. Have you ever? Um, okay. Messing with Mister Wrong. Uh yeah. No, that's not the question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Final answer. You know what I mean? Yes. Final answer. Okay, dealing with Mr. Wrong, have you ever felt like you've passed up a really good guy that was trying to get at you or that was trying to talk to you, but you was over here in Jerome's face? Hell no. Mm-mm. Really? Mm-mm. I have. What? Who is this man? You know, I ain't gonna lie, your girl done messed up a good two or three times. Girl, what? Wow. So what made you realize that? Like, what point in your life did you realize, like, I really should have said yes to him? Or I really should have gave us a try or whatever. I would just say, like, obviously it wasn't meant to be in different things like that. But just looking back on, because, you know, like, a lot of people say, like, you know, like, nice guys finish last or nice guys are this or nice guys aren't that. But I think for me, like, I'm the type of person, like, if I like somebody, whether you trash or not, like, I'm literally all in. Like, it's kind of, like, interestingly crazy how, like, all in your girl is. Interestingly crazy? Yeah, it is. That was um, cute. Uh-huh. You know, nobody would have caught that if you hadn't just dwelt on it. I'm going to have to get a new wing woman. You can edit Erica, that part out. Erica sucks. You will never find anybody like me. You can't change her. I don't need another one of you. One of you is brave enough. Y'all, I asked him, side note, I asked Erica one day. <laughs> told Erica one day, I said, hey. I was like, Erica, I used to always want a twin and wish I had a twin sister. I looked at her all sideways. <laughs> Erica looked at me like, hell no. No, two Scorpios up in here, no thanks. Talking about two twin shows? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would just, okay, anyway, back to what I was talking about. Mm, okay. But no, I would just say, like, I'm the type of person, like, for instance, like, I, when I was with my high school sweetheart, um, we dated on and off for, like, three or four years four and a half years, something like that. But, like, sometimes, like, there was um, a guy that I was talking to that was a really, really good guy, and I should have just went with him, but, like, I was so caught up on my high school sweetheart, and it happened again in college. Like, I was talking to somebody, um, and he was a really, really good guy. He was real cool, was real chill. He was actually older than I was by a couple years, but that's not the point. But he was a really nice guy, a real chill guy, and different things like that. And here I was talking to this other dude that was trash, that Ooh. ended up being trash. Man. And so I just said that to say, like, I was just curious if that had ever happened to you. But I just want to say, when God sends me him this time, you better be ready. I got it. You better be ready. Because I, yeah. It's your never girl happened was, to me. Your girl was, I, used, I was just looking back, like, your girl has been dumb. Your girl has been trash. But I don't know, like, I really try to give, like, people the benefit of the doubt and so like I remember talking about one time like that's why when I say like I'm done with somebody or it's over or we're done I mean it because I literally exhaust every single avenue to make sure that I'm done because I'm not one of people to break up and make with you like after I did that with my high school sweetheart I told myself I would never do that whole break up and make up thing either it is or it ain't either it will be or it won't be yeah it can be exhausting like that but that's interesting I've never experienced that like everything relationship that I've been in it ended probably kind of horribly because of something stupid that they decided that they wanted to do so um but back to like the the topic of changing a man so this brings me to wanting to talk to talk about recognizing his past 
versus his patterns, right? Because we don't want to judge this man by his past. You don't. But you also have to pay attention to the patterns yeah. which come from the past. Like, for instance, let's say you really want to be in a committed relationship, but you know about his past relationships. He didn't commit to anybody. So why is it that you think now he's going to commit to you? Like, his pattern is not committing. Yeah. So why do you think you can change his mind? Like, like you say, you can cook the best chicken. You can lay it down the best way you know how, but that doesn't mean that you're going to make him commit to you. You're right. It's facts. It is. I think, I don't know, I'm not a guy, but I would think that, like, I feel like a guy has to make up in his mind that he's done. I am a firm believer that if it's in your spirit, you got to go through a whole face. And whatever a whole face means to you. You do. Erica looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm serious. You do. Like, hey, but. Men please, and women. Yes. Um, <laughs> practice safety first. Yes. Safety With first. all the contraceptives. Seriously. Yes. But um, I believe that whatever a whole phase means to you, and I think a whole phase means, I'm not sending this episode to my mom, but I think a whole <laughs> phase means different things to different people. Yeah. And I think you have to go through that. I think you got to sow all your wild, like, you have to sow all of your wild oats prior to getting a relationship. Because I think what a lot of people do sometimes is they get with somebody and they've been with them all their life. And then they 30 with kids. And now you want to sow your wild oats. Sis, it's too late. Bro, it's all, it's too late. No. You got kids walking around. You got bills. You got a house. You got responsibilities. Yeah. So I think for me, I don't ever try to change a man. I do pay attention to his patterns. And I do pay attention to his past, but I pay attention to what his actions are saying. Mm -hmm. Like, if you say that you had this past, but you're trying to, you know, but you say you're ready to settle down. Like, what are you doing in your actions and Mm -hmm. in your interactions with me that's showing me Mm -hmm. that you're back, that you're doing what you say we're going to do and you're backing it up. Right. Because if I see that you're making strides, if I see that you're deleting all the girls out your phone, if I see that you're making plans for us and a vision for us if i see that we're having important conversations if i see us planning our lives together and we got the same vision and i see actions i can believe that your pattern has changed yeah but if jerome is out here doing everything that he said he was gonna do and old girls popping up and all this other stuff Jerome is lying. I ain't got time, Jerome. And Jerome needs to go, like, get kicked to the curve. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of times we try to change a person because we don't we don't pay attention to the pattern that they're exhibiting right now. We don't pay attention to the actions that they're exhibiting. We forget that, like, a person's actions can tell you if they're lying or not. Yes. Like, you can't sit up here and mm-hmm. make up scenarios on your head that Jerome is acting right. No. If Jerome is acting crazy. It is what it is. It's going to uh, be what it's going to be. It re- it literally is what it is. It, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> that, that's the simplest way. That feeling way. in your gut ain't no lie. No, it's, it is what it is, boo. So another thing is, okay, another question. Let me get us real deep, okay? Oh, Lord, you talking about me. No, well, we, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so changing a man, right? We know we can't do that. Correct. We know it's dumb and naive to do that. Yeah. So recognizing a man's patterns, recognizing his past what do you say with all your past relationships? What is your pattern? What is like, ju- just judging off of your, your past relationships, what do you think your pattern is? Because honestly, we've been through all these relationships, but we're the common denominator. So what is what do you think your pattern is from your past? Ooh, that's deep, y'all. That was so good. Um, I would say one thing. Um... For my past, it's like, I'm a horrible communicator. Mm. But in the same token, like, 
which is crazy because like when I'm in a relationship, I'm overly affectionate. I'm overly like a lot of that stuff like with I love you and support and different things like that. But when I'm mad about something or I'm stubborn about something, like I'm a horrible communicator and I tend to just shut down. Like Mm -hmm. I can be ice cold, like the blizzard. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a pattern that I have definitely been working on and have definitely been trying to overcome. I remember one time, um, I won't tell you the whole story, but anyway, (laughs) um, I was talking to this guy, I'm so short, he pissed me off. He pissed me smooth off and what he did, there was no coming back from that. And so, so he would stop blowing up my phone, um, and texting me and calling me. I said that I would hear him out. I didn't hear a word that man said. <laughs> All I heard was blah, blah, blah. You're a liar. Blah, blah, blah. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> That's all I heard. I didn't hear nothing he said. And I was just like, when he just stopped talking, I don't even know if he was done. I was like, are you done? Can I go now? So I would definitely say my pattern is I, I've learned that I really need to work on my communication. I really need to, I've learned that I really need. Yeah, that's my that's a great self-reflection. That's my big pattern because I grew up as an only child. So, like, I really think that my way is the only way. Um, so, I really had to work on this and work on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. That's why Erica's laughing. Um, so, y'all pray for me. I'm much better now, I think. Yeah. We gonna see when Jerome come around the corner. Listen. I got some ag right now. I can just see you. He made me so mad, but I'm not gonna tell him why. <laughs> I can see you now. I can see you ain't going on. Y'all going right back over there tomorrow. We going on the date. <laughs> but I thought he made you mad. He did, but I'm still going over there. I like his crazy self. Um, oh, man. <laughs> no, but I was, no, honestly, that is my pattern. And that's something that I recognize. So that's something that I have been working on. I've been working on trying to communicate better in my friendships as practice. Because, like you said, like, you can't. We were talking about this the other day, like, People can't read minds. No. So I've been practicing on my friends just with communicating and being open-minded and compromising yes. and meeting halfway. Um, th- that's This is something that I've prayed about and that I prayed on because I know that to have a healthy relationship, I have to communicate. To have a healthy relationship, I have to compromise. I have to see his point of view. Like, I'm always not going to be right, even though I'm right. Like, I really <laughs> have to work on it. What about you? Yes. <laughs> Girl, I actually, I don't know why I asked this question because I don't know. Um, I would say, okay, so my past relationships, well, they all ended horribly, honestly. Like, <laughs> okay, my two most important ones, they ended really badly. But I would say one thing that I tend to do is always, I don't know the word for it, but always take way too much. Like, I know that this yeah. isn't gonna work but i stay I and i'm like what is that about me like i won't let it go that type of thing and I, i'm like that's my pattern i won't let it go and yeah. it's like girl you knew about uh how many months ago that you yeah. should have walked away so i think that is my thing but i know in a relationship i don't have a problem telling that man hey look you got on my nerves so can you leave me alone because <laughs> you really on my nerves why is your toes looking like that you on my nerves <laughs> like i'm so petty <laughs> like I will tell you, but I mean, that ain't, that ain't right. But I'm just saying, I will, I don't have a problem. Like just telling him straight up, look, I don't like how you talking to me. I don't like how you said that. Like you might want to come back around that corner and try it again. (laughs) (laughs) So that's me. But I think for me, I just, in my future experiences, I just need to learn when to let it go. Yeah. 
and stop always taking too much and taking too much and taking too much to where I think that what I can do will make it better. Yeah. Because it's not part. it's not just me. Like yeah, I can't control the whole relationship. I'm yeah. I'm I'm controlling, I'll admit it. I am. I'm controlling too. I like to control things. Because I like things a certain way. Yes. Uh, I'm working on that too. Yeah. I I, no I am. That's why like me being alone, like I just love like being able to do <laughs> whatever like, I want to do. I feel like whenever I talk to somebody and he going to come in and be like this, this, and that. And I'm going to be like, holla, holla, holla. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the break. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> Say what? Yeah, so I'm, I can be very controlling, but then also I just take too much. And so I'm, I just need to recognize that like you know when it's time to let it go yeah and i think it's important that we're having these discussions because i also think like it's important to know what you need to work on too because i mm-hmm. feel like so many times we just blame it on the other person blame it on the other person blame it on the person whether it's their fault for the breakup or not like there's still some things that more than likely you contributed because yes. nobody's perfect like yes. everybody has toxic traits even if you don't yes. think you have toxic traits let's just be honest everyone does yes. you really do i remember um, I had been in a situation and it was just, it wasn't the healthiest. And I remember telling God, I, I've told you this, me and Erica have talked about this, but I'll give y'all the cliff note version. I remember telling Erica, I was like, I was just in this place when I was talking to this dude and I was not in a good mental and emotional space. And the thing about it is, is this person was very intelligent. This person was very smart and we actually got along really good. But the actual interaction between us was just, it's not what I wanted for myself. You know, it's like I let my standards slide. I let my Mm non-negotiable slide. And I tried to essentially do what we're saying. I tried to just be like this amazing person, which I was. But that's just not what he wanted in relationship form. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I remember one day I felt felt like crap. I was actually hanging out with the person. And I just remember like literally almost tearing up. And I was like, God, I cannot and I will not do this anymore. Like I cannot. And like from that day forward, like – I actually took, um, and people didn't believe me. I took like a two and a half year break from dating. Like the whole time I was in grad school, I really did not talk or entertain anybody. And people didn't believe that I would do that. But I had to take that time to learn what my toxic traits were. I had to take that time to try to figure out like, and tell myself like, Shelby, you're amazing. So why would you entertain somebody that's not giving you what you need? That's not giving you the things to sustain a healthy relationship. Like, it does not matter how amazing you are, how pretty you are, what you bring to the table, that you got a good job, that you got a good family, that he knows you're a good person. But if he don't know it for himself, it's not going to matter. Right. So I had to take that time to look within myself to see why I was essentially making myself miserable. I was Mm -hmm. making myself sad. And it's actually something that I did not share with a lot of people. It's something that I didn't talk to a lot of people about. Because I think sometimes when you're feeling some type of way about a dude or a situation and you're trying to work it out for yourself, Mm -hmm. you got to be real careful of the people that you tell. Because I'm not trying to be funny or anything. But I really don't care about a lot of people's opinions about what I choose to do in my relationship and what I choose and who I choose to talk to sometimes. Because you're not dating him. Right. That's, you're not doing anything you. with him. So I think sometimes you have to, I don't want to say seclude yourself, but I feel like you have to put yourself in a mental and emotional space where you can think clearly and you don't have outside opinions. Like, coming in, like coming for you. Because sometimes your friends and your family can mean well, but they're making it worse. And I had to learn who I could talk to about it and who I couldn't talk to about it. But I had to take that time to focus on myself, 
Um, and to really spend time with God and ask God, like, what is it about me that like, why am I attracting these people? And I learned, one thing I learned is that it's not your fault. It's not your fault for attracting certain people. It's your fault for entertaining certain yeah. people when you know you shouldn't entertain them. That's Facts. the key. Because you don't have to entertain everybody to come knocking. No. And you don't have to entertain everybody to come in your DMs because the devil sends some of those people. Man, say. I had to get that off my spirit. Because he sent a couple that I had to send back to send. Girl, first of all, these, <laughs> these devils be coming in the morning time now. I guess they know the nighttime ain't working. Because I had, first of all, I had someone slide in my DMs this morning, y'all. It said, and I quote, you so mother bleeping beautiful. That's not a politically correct sentence. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. I'm like a really big like English buff. So like if you send me something and it's not correct, that really annoys me. Well, I didn't expect for him to like say the whole MF cuss word. Like yeah. I've never been called MF beautiful, but I, you know, Thank you for the compliment, but no. Like, yeah. I just, the sliding DMs, it's, it's, it don't work to me. Okay. But go ahead, friend. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, but I had pretty much said all that point. But um, I think it can work. It just depends on, A, if you find the person attractive. Let's just be honest. Let's just put it yeah, out there. Yeah, you got to be attracted to them. And then, like, if you want to entertain that person. Because I've had people come at me in my DMs incorrectly. And I've had, you know, one or two people come at me in my DMs. And they came correct. And what happened? I mean, we talked for a little while, but nothing really happened. <laughs> so I'm just saying it could work. But I just think, um, I think sometimes when you're trying to make, to go back to our original topic, when you're trying to change a man, I think you got to ask yourself, like, why are you trying so hard to force this man into your picture? Yes. It's like trying to put, like, a circle in a square. Yeah, you can't force it. You cannot put this, paint this picture and, and stuff your husband in your little your little box you've always dreamed of yeah. when you was younger. <laughs> like, I think a lot of people try to do yes. it. It's not worth it. No. Like, I just realized, like, in being single the last couple of years, like, I've really, really had to get honest about what I want, who I am, and where I'm going. And I've had to be honest about the type of man that I would want to lead me and that I would trust to lead me. You know what I mean? And nowhere does that include me forcing a man to be with me and to want the things that I want. Like, I feel like you're wasting your energy. You're blocking your blessing. You're blocking your man. And I don't want to be with nobody that I have to change. And then especially when you, if you would have, a, a dude that he know he is not good to you he knows what he's doing to you and you're taking it and he's definitely not gonna change he ain't gonna change for you and i would want somebody to change for themselves listen that part like recognize your own like traits that you want to work on for yourself i shouldn't have to be like well why don't you do this better do that better i'm not talking about petty stuff like if you're organized and he's not like stuff like that that's like little petty stuff yeah. i'm talking about characteristics of a man yeah like you can't change that no you can't and I wouldn't want nobody to try to change me, like I said yeah. before. Like, no. I so. do think that you will grow together. You should and I grow think, together. I think sometimes that's what people misconstrue trying to change a person is, is mm-hmm. growing together. Mm-hmm. But since if you're growing and he's still the same and he playing video games, video games every day. Not video games every day. Like this. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Hey, I can play some video games sometimes. But I get what you mean. <laughs> you get the point. <laughs> you cannot change him. Yeah. So let's stop trying to think that, you guys. Okay? Ready to move on to our next segment? I am. I got that off my spirit. (laughs) I see you did. So um, our next 
segment is called the journey. So this is where we just talk about something we've learned on our journey in building all things melanin. Ooh, I hear Adrian's voice when I hear something. <laughs> he, he really needs to be our hype dude for the podcast. Um, anyway, so the question or the topic is how valuable is your brand? So how does your audience perceive your brand to be valuable? And what have we learned about what our value brings to our brand or brings to our audience. So let's just talk about that. So I think you first have to know, so one thing that Eric and I did when we first started our brand a year in is we did a survey just to kind of see how people perceived our brand as we were going in different things like that. Yeah. But I would say also one thing, or one way that I'm starting to see that we bring value to people is like, in how they comment, how they respond, how they slide in our DMs, how they comment on us, how they share, and different things like that. Um, so I take people to pers- to take us for value as people that encourage you, people that hype you up, but also someone that is people that are relatable and people that are honest and people that are genuine and people that are really just not just doing it for the gram or doing yes. it for cloud or doing it for anything else, but people that are just being genuine and authentic for instance um one thing that erica one goal that erica and i have out that we have now as we grow our brand and build our brand is just to show people more about us like our personalities yes. our friendships yes. and things that we do on a day-to-day basis because we really are friends and we do a lot of fun stuff and we really just be cracking up having a good time yes so for instance when we went to the state there we posted us trying um, a lot of different foods and different things like that. Right. And you would think that we would be on our Snap talk about, oh, this was so good and this was <laughs> amazing. But we were like, oh, this ain't that good. We weren't that impressed. This was good. And then like two or three, like a few people sent our DMs talking about, y'all weren't impressed about nothing or what did y'all like or just yeah. different things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good point. It's like being able to relate to the people that – Yeah listen to you or watch your stuff or subscribe it's very important to show that authenticity which is like you just said like our main goal and it was funny how you know we were just being ourselves and i'm like shelby we need to show the value of our friendship we're always talking about oh my god we're such good friends like but we don't show people that don't know us in real life that we what we do outside of the blog like we can post these really cute pictures but let's post something of us just outside in the heat eating some um fried turkey legs like let's show us yeah in our real element so i think that adds value because yeah. i think what our platform it already is very valuable and when we did that survey in the first year it was very interesting to see how much people loved the motivation yeah. um mondays i remember that specifically because it was like they all of this like negativity on your feed. I don't care if you are you follow mostly positive stuff. Somehow, Something some negativity is gonna get in your feed from blogs or, or the popular Topics. yeah outlets like that. So I think that it does add value because yeah, you know the the more consistent we are with providing that yeah, the more people are going to want that and yeah. look for it. So I, I think it's not all always about monetary and and, yeah. and what can we sell people like. We're not selling y'all nothing. We're, like, literally doing this from the heart, and I think that that value shows the most. Yeah. I think for me, um, I really started to realize how valuable our content was is when we started getting comments or messages or DMs about, like, that was right on point 
or right. I really need to hear that, or I can relate to that, or, you know, um, that's something that's not talked about. Right. Because I think sometimes we need to have authentic conversations and we need to show our most authentic selves because a lot of things that we're thinking or a lot of things that we're struggling with or going through, somebody else is going through too. Yes. And I think a lot of times, like Erica just said, like people try to sell you a dream, people try to sell you false senses, and you try to, you know, put on this whole filtered, inauthentic version of mm-hmm. who you are. And our goal has always been just keep it 100 mm-hmm. and different things like that, like in our podcast and in our blogs and different things like that. So for me, when people started relating and replying to the things that we saw, to the things that they saw and the things that they read, like to me, that showed value because that to me meant that they were connecting with us, that right. they were relating to us, and that they saw a little piece of themselves in what we were saying. Because for us, it's about creating a conversation and it's about creating engagement and it's about, more importantly, building a community. Because, yes, like Erica said, like when you go out into the world, the world will beat you up sometimes. Oh, yes. And it's so much negativity and so much mm-hmm. hate and so many bots and different things like that that are just really trying to bring you down. Yeah. But our goal has always been and will always be one of the things is to be a light, if only for a second, if yes. only for a minute. Anytime you come across us or you hear somebody speak about us, like, we just want to be that light. And that's the value that we strive to bring every single time we post something, every single time yes. we say something, or every single time that we do something. Yes, even if you just look at our feed and you screenshot one of the Affirmation Tuesdays, we have lived, okay? <laughs> so I think that that's important, like you said, when we can connect with people. And there's even when we are out at maybe some events or anything like that with other bloggers and stuff we still want to be our authentic selves like yeah. we know it's kind of like business networky type of thing but we always want to be ourselves because we never want to meet people that you never know who who um knows is somebody. one of those listeners or one of those yeah. followers that see you in person yeah. or maybe there's somebody that doesn't know your your platform from anything but you sit next to them this happened to us when we were at um, an event recently we sat next to this one girl and we just started up a conversation about whatever just nothing and she was like oh my gosh she was like I definitely have to um, you know check y'all out and she ended up doing that and now she keeps you know she's left me messages and responded like y'all's podcast is so funny like just being able to sit there and talk to her like if we would have just sat there like with sticks on our noses or whatever you call it <laughs> I don't think that's the word but you know what I mean just yeah. sitting there like oh well we're not gonna talk to you we only you know that's not our attitude at all and even people that we've worked with they always say oh my gosh y'all are so cool whoever comes around they always want to stay and talk to us for hours we don't know why but it's true it's just because we're like really just we love people for real. We we do. We have big hearts and that's really the core of everything that we do. Yeah. That was amazing. Okay. okay that was a little word. It was. So we got another word for y'all. Okay. Mentor moment. <laughs> Let's get into it. This is a question that was submitted to us and we are going to give our advice yeah. from someone who shall be anonymous. Okay. So it says Hi, Shelby and Erica. So my story is I've had, I'm having a hard time staying in my lane when it comes to my friend's relationship. Oh, 
She is my best friend and can always confide in me about things, but lately I've been feeling overwhelmed and concerned with the things she comes to me about. I know that at the end of the day, her relationship is none of my business and it's her choice and her choices are her choices. But if I'm constantly being her sound boy for a lot of their issues, how can I come from a place where I'm not in the middle of the mess? How do I know when to step back without feeling like I'm neglecting my friend when she needs to confide in me? Girl, that is good. What you got, Shelby? What you got? Now listen, if you really know me, <laughs> if you really know me, you know that your girl is a proud member of the Mind Your Business Ministry. <laughs> Ask about me. I mind my business and I drink my water. Um, <laughs> I really do. Um, and I think, okay, so I really don't know where to start, so I'm going to start talking. <laughs> I say sometimes when our friends tell us stuff, we inadvertently like take that on. Yeah. And we inadvertently get upset when they get upset. We get mad when they get mad. And we be ready to set it off and burn this bitch down. Me. That I am I, I am me. I am that person that is me. <laughs> me is her. Please don't call me to I feel am that she, way. She is me. But I feel like that and I feel like when we do that, our friend forgives their man and they get over it, but we don't get over it. Right. And when their friend our friend tells us something that their dude or their partner did, we take that to heart because we feel like they did it to us. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm a firm believer that first and foremost, you got to be careful what you share with your friends about your partner. Yes. Because they may not have the discernment to get over it like you get over it. Right. I also think that I'm a firm believer that I really don't like giving relationship advice. Because, A, I'm not in the relationship, I'm not you, and I don't know how you feel. So I really just try to be a sounding board. But at the same time, that can be exhausting and draining and take your energy. So I For feel sure. like if if it's that and it's taking a toll on you, I feel like you should have a conversation with your friend about it. Yeah. And I don't know how that conversation would, would go. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be honest, but I think that it should come from the heart. Not to tell your friend that you don't want to listen to her about, or, or different things like that, but maybe structure it more, you know, to keep a few things, to be, to have discernment about what she shares. Because at the end of the day, you know her dude. Her dude is her dude. So the, it's great that she feel comfortable to talk to you about it like that, and that's how friends are, but I think we got to learn to talk to our man like that. Yeah. We got to learn how to get stuff, off of our chest to our man. Like, I, I have a problem with it. Erica doesn't. But we still got to learn. <laughs> we working on it. <laughs> like, I feel like you have to have a conversation with your friend about it. And you got to mind your business and drink your water because you got to let her make her decisions. Like, you can't be in a relationship with her. You can't make the decisions. Because at the end of the day, you could give, like, some bomb advice. And then she go right back to that dude. And I be offended. Right. Like, girl, I just gave you my best advice. Right. I even broke out the good one for you. <laughs> but no, like, you have to have discernment. And I think when your friend shares stuff with you, you have to have discernment to know that she going to do what she going to want to do. So mm-hmm. be prepared for her to go back to him. Be prepared for it to be a continuing grace. But I think you need to have a conversation with your friend about what she chooses to share. Because it's one thing for you to share stuff with me. But when it starts taking my peace and my energy, Roger, we have a problem. It's a wrap. And I think that's good advice because you're right. I know for me personally, I have, (laughs) 
I've cut somebody smooth off because of this before. And it's same. And it's because it does become draining. So I think that, yes, number one, you need to have a conversation with your friend and just tell her, like, look, I love you as my friend, but I just don't want to listen to this anymore. Like, I want to yeah. be there for you, but I, it's hard. There's a very thin line between minding your business because it's, it's I feel like my friends are my business. So if yeah. you're making her upset and, and you're making her cry, like, bro, what's up? <laughs> like, what, what we got going on? So I think that, yes, her as a friend needs to pull away and kind of stay out of it. But you have to put up your boundaries. Yeah. Because if she feels like she wants to just come at you and come at you and you see that the pattern is, well, she just wants to come at you and throw it at you and then go back to her man. Like, that's that's, that's cool. her pattern. So some people just want to complain and remain. They don't want to do nothing about it. They just want to complain about Jerome, and then you at home by yourself, and she over there with Jerome. Throwing it in a circle. <laughs> and then go and complain with you tomorrow. <laughs> so some people just are like that, and that specifically happened to me before, and I was just like, look, girl, I'm tired of hearing you whining and crying and stuff. Can you please? Like, yeah. it's, it's bringing me down. Because for me personally, I don't put my business, like, my if I'm mad at my dude or whatever, it's between me and him. Same. I'm not putting that out there to my friends. It's really none of nobody's business. It's really not. But if you are opening, if she is opening that window for you to like say your piece about it, say it one time and be done. Don't keep telling her and telling her and telling her and telling her. I'll tell you one time. Yeah, one time and that's it. And if she doesn't listen to it, then be like, okay, girl, just, yeah, girl. That's that's it. Because you will burn out. You will get exhausted. And sometimes it can take a toll on your friendship. Yeah, it can. So... Just, it's hard to stay in your lane, though, because my friends, like, I will ride out. Like, if you call me, I may be in the bed, but I'll get up. <laughs> I'll you see. coming with or without your body, though? Hey, what a, if it's on my head, because sometimes <laughs> the, <laughs> the sleep is too good. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, I'm like that. Like, I feel like everything my friends say wholeheartedly. And I've recently, this year in 2019, been practicing the Mind Your Business Ministry. At times, it has been very difficult to it mind is. my business. It's very hard. Um. Because your girl is nosy, mm. and your girl likes to know everything, mm. and be in the know. Mm. But I've had to learn discernment. And really, if you're drinking your water, you're too busy peeing. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, if you got any other questions <laughs> that you would like me, not Shelby, to answer. I'm Send them sweating. to me, too. <laughs> I'm fine. For um, our mentor moment, please submit them to All Things Melanin. TV at gmail.com. Yep, yep. So our last segment of the show is our words of encouragement. So today the word comes from Ephesians 3.20. And it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is in in work within us. So... I love this Bible verse. Mm-hmm. It's actually my background on my phone <laughs> because I need to remember this. Like yeah. whatever I'm asking for, believing for, God can do way more than that. Yeah. I can't even, I honestly can't imagine more than what I'm asking for. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like we ask so little because yeah. we, we ask what we can fathom. And sometimes that's like so small compared yeah. to what God can really do. So I'm just believing for very specific things that I've been believing for years. Yeah. It's very easy to believe God some for believe God will do something when yeah. you're believing him for like two weeks and then bam you see the breakthrough. But try believing him for something for two years. Twenty years. 
Are you still going to be able to believe that he can do more than what you're asking for if you still haven't seen the breakthrough? So I think that this specific word is what I have been meditating on for this season in my life. Just believing that everything that I've constantly been praying on, he can do more than that, more than I can imagine. It's just the timing. Yeah. Because God showed it, we taking his time, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean to you? So I would definitely say you really just took the words out of my mouth. I did. Um, my but I would just like to add that I'm in this season where I am, like Erica said, like I'm praying and believing for very specific things in my life. And I feel like I've been, pr- I, I feel like I've been praying and asking big in my eyes, but small in God's eyes. Right. And <clears throat> I've been, I've been sharing this with Erica. Like I've been getting these really specific ideas and things that I want to do that that I want to do personally and that I want us to do together and they are really and they're big things they're big dreams and they're big visions and one thing that I've shared with Erica's eye I can see it and I can plan it and I can do the work but I can't see it as far as how is it gonna come to pass and I'm a planner. I like to see things. I like to plan out things. I like to see it. Yeah. But I'm at a stage in my life that for the first time in a long time that I, all, all I can do is just believe God for what I'm praying for and asking for. All I can do is just pray and believe God for the things and the desires that I have on my heart and for the visions that he's giving me. And it's something that's not easy because I'm a control freak, but it's something that I'm having to learn to trust God for, because I feel like in this season of my life that God is really wanting me to trust him. He's really wanting me to lean on him and to spend time with him and to know his word. And I think sometimes we got to remember in our season of asking big, that sometimes God is, he's he's cleansing us from the things that we don't need, He's also getting us ready for the things that we've asked for. But before we can receive those things, we got to have the right heart. We got to have the right mindset. And we really got to be rocking with God. Like, we got to be ten toes down with God. Yeah, Because he's not going to bless us with something or allow us to have something if we're not ready and if our heart ain't right. Right. So this is such an encouraging word. So we just wanted to leave that with you today and so we will leave you with a prayer so by your head Shelby (laughs) if you drive in sway with it so dear God thank you for this day we thank you for every listener that is under the sound of our voice and we just ask that you continue to reassure us that you can do more than what we ask that you can do more than what we believe and more than what we think I pray in the name of Jesus that everything that you have promised is going to come to pass and, and that you will bring um the promise to pass to the people that may be feeling discouraged and may be feeling like they're tired of waiting or they're 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 confused or they think that they don't they didn't hear um your word correctly and that just give them the reassurance that you are there for them that it will come to pass in your timing and we just pray for abundance and we pray for favor and we pray for protection over the remainder of the week for each and every person in the name of jesus we pray amen amen